fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It is the greatest day of the entire week, being the end of the week. Welcome into the program, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming as well. So, hey, welcome aboard. We have a lot to get to today. It's going to be a fun one. I'm going to try, like usual, on a Friday to keep a little more lighthearted and get to some serious issues, but yet at the same time, have a little bit of fun. So thanks for joining us today to help wrap up your week. At the bottom of the hour, we do have Jennifer Braceris. She is with the Independent Women Forum. We've had them on the show quite a bit before as she talks about the Electoral College. Is it going away and should we be concerned about a change in our election process moving forward now that Democrats control pretty much all both chambers and the presidency and they're going to ram through everything that they want to get done. So we'll get to all that today. Plus we have some other big news as well. You can find us all over social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, on not on Parlor because Parlor's not there, and at least right now. Minds.com, though, and Twitch. You can find all of them at Hoosier Reason, plus the website at HoosierReason.com. Happy end of the week to you. I know you finally made it, and you're pretty darn excited. I have to do for a moment, before we get into the big heavy issues today, I have to give you a little bit of a fun story from behind the scenes. So Little Voice of Reason, she is six years old right now. She, first off, aced her spelling test yesterday, so that's awesome as she continues to learn. Uh, I'm terrible at spelling, so she did not get that from my side, but it was kind of awesome, kind of a proud papa moment as... Last night, we get her all done. She aced her spelling test. We celebrated. Hooray. It was all great. We got her down to bed, and she goes, Mom and Dad, I want to read a story tonight to you. Instead of you reading me a story, I want to read you a story. I said, all right. Go ahead. So she pulls up, and she reads Green Eggs and Ham from Dr. Seuss. She reads the entire book without any assistance. A couple little words here and there. Without any assistance, just bam, reads it. And I said, dang. Now, Obviously, me working all day long, I don't get to see the whole schooling festivities that go on all day long. It's Mrs. Voice of Reason that gets to do that and kind of assist her because luckily she's uh, lucky enough to be able to stay home and be able to do that. So it's awesome to be able to watch how she's progressing. And it was just like one of those moments like, wow, you're like at the point of reading books. This is wild. I did not realize that we're at this stage yet. She's she's in first grade. She's six years old, about to turn seven in a few months. And dang, she read an entire book by herself which was pretty awesome. So very proud Papa on that one. Easter spelling test, not a single word wrong, and she continues to grow uh, pretty soon. I'm telling you, she's going to be a constitutional lawyer when she gets older because, you know, she's around the media entertainment side of it with the Hoosier Media Network and what we do for a living with me doing the radio stuff and Mrs. Voice of Reason doing her projects. So she's around all that, and then she's going to realize, I mean, I told you before that she's the one that wanted a high five from Donald Trump for learning to go potty. Because that's just the way she rolls. She's the one that told me in the backseat of the car that Barack Obama was a bad man. Now, that's not something that she ever heard me say. She, I did not say that. So the fact that she uh, she was in the backseat of my car and she was like one-ish. And she, you know, and they're just jabbering. And you have no idea what they're talking about. But she's just jabbering, learning how to talk. And we're driving along down the road. And she makes a comment just uh, where I thought she said the word Barack Obama. And I turned back and I said... Honey, did you just say Barack Obama? And even at one, she did the whole like teenage girl eye rolling thing. 
And she goes, no, Dada, Barack Obama's a bad man. Now, she never heard that. In her entire, I've never said that. I obviously talk politics at home, but I don't remember Barack, uh, saying Barack Obama is a bad man. I called him other names, <laughs> but I never called him a bad man. So she caught on, and at the same time, she did the whole, you know, when we're trying to potty train, yeah, what do you want? We'll give you candy. We'll let you watch a movie. What, whatever you want. You just need to go potty in the potty chair. I want a high five from Donald Trump. So we have a politician on our hands, and she's going to be a lawyer, and the fact that she can spell really well means that she's probably going to be up there on the legal side of things, so kudos to that. So I'm really excited. The other fun story was last night, I was driving, we were driving around town, we had to go run some errands, and it was dark, and we were driving through our t- uh, driving through town, and there was someone that we passed by that still had some, r- all of their Christmas decorations still up, all their lights, everything, and they were lit up. They weren't just there, they were lit up. All of the Christmas lights were still just on display on the house, in the yard, all over. It was a massive thing. And she looked at me last night, and she goes, Dad, do they still have their Christmas lights up? And I said, yeah, they do. That's a little funny. I said, it must be Christmas time. Santa Claus is still here, just making a joke. She rolls down her window, and she had one of, like, the, the tube that you have inside the paper towels, the little tube there. And she had one of those she was playing with. She rolled down the window, and she yells at them as we drive by, It's not Christmas anymore, don't you know? (laughs) We don't make an impression when we go by at all. She doesn't get that from Daddy in any way, shape, or form. Welcome into the show. Great to have you along today for the ride. There's a lot that I want to get to. As we mentioned, Jennifer uh, Bracera, she'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the Electoral College today. So I'm looking forward to chatting with that because now that they are looking at, you know, uh, stacking the courts while they're looking at repealing the Electoral College and going national popular vote, it wouldn't surprise me if they tried it along with the other garbage that the Biden administration's pushing, then we need to address this. What is it something of concern that we need to have? But until then, let's get into what's trending. What do you say? What's trending today? So there was a big story that ran that obviously no one's talking about it all in any way, shape, or form, but MSN actually did run this, and it was interesting, and maybe it's a sign that something could potentially start happening as we try to secure our elections, because while we're frustrated with the electoral process right now, knowing that the last election was rigged or uh, there was voter fraud to some degree, whether it was enough to swing the election or not, that's yet to be determined, but we know that something happened. Something happened. And as there are, by the way, still 30 active lawsuits across this nation regarding voter fraud issues or voter integrity issues, we need to focus on it while we try to multitask Republicans. Yes, you can still chew gum and walk at the same time. I know it's difficult. I know it's difficult, but we can try and work on it. The problem is, Democrats, how far is it actually going to go? But while we try to continuously investigate voter integrity across this nation, we need to do something about making sure that we feel comfortable enough to go and vote in the next election and know that we're actually going to get an outcome that's, like, you know, favorable. Because if we don't, then there's going to be something seriously wrong. But MSN ran a story yesterday, and I shared it on social media. It's been spreading quite a bit, but we need to talk about it for just a minute here. Here's the story from MSN. Judge rules Virginia's late election law changes for mail-in ballots were illegal. I know. Now, what does that mean? If you remember during the election, right before the election, the state of Virginia came back and said, well, because there were so many mail-in ballots that were requested that it was going to bog down the USPS system, and therefore we need to delay the 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 deadline for ballots to be mailed in to where it can't just be the deadline of noon on election day where it gets delivered to the election office, but until Friday, which means the election's on Tuesday, 
But you can put it in the mail on Tuesday, on Wednesday. You can put it in whatever you want to. But as long as we get it by Friday, that's the real deadline. And they made that decision like a month before the election. And everybody was upset. Wait a second. No, you can't do that. The election's on Tuesday. You cannot have a mail-in ballot come in on Friday and be like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot. I've had two months to mail this in. Totally forgot until the day after the election. Because, you know, there weren't enough campaign ads or something running on the air to remind you that it's election season and November is the time to actually go out and cast that ballot. So uh, the story from MSN, a Virginia Circuit Court judge ruled that the state's last minute changes to election law allowing mail-in ballots to arrive late without a postmark were illegal. Quote, this is a big win for the rule of law, according to the Public Interest Legal Foundation, President J. Christian Adams, who represents the Frederick County Electoral Board members, Thomas Reed, in the case. And it goes down about how important it is, yada, yada, yada. Now, here's the thing. The big question is, okay, that's great. That's a big win for us because they changed it illegally, unconstitutionally. They changed the laws and allowed people to try and slip them in last minute to try and, you know, rig the system if that was part of it. Now, the big question is that this story does not run is how many ballots does this affect? And if they do rule that unconstitutional or illegal, then how many ballots will be cast out or tossed away for the final count now that we're months after the election. They don't necessarily say. So we have to do our own investigative research. So I looked online, and according to the the Virginian pilot, was a story that I found, that they looked at the number of mail-in ballots that came in, and it didn't really show the entire amount for the entire state. It just shows one of the big counties on how many actually came in After the election, after that Tuesday, earlier this year, most people had heard that the novel coronavirus, Virginia's legislature, led by the new Democrat majority, made changes to the state voting laws. Mail-in ballots were the postmarked by election day, but arrived up until noon that Friday could be legally counted, lawmakers decided. That's the one that they just repealed. So how many was that? Uh, Amid the pandemic and concerns, the U.S. Postal Service delivers delays. Uh, Delivery delays. There was a record number of early votes cast this November, more than 2.7 million in the Commonwealth and over 4.5 million total. So how many mail ballots actually arrived and were counted after Election Day? According to them, according to uh, the Virginian pilot, pilotonline.com, they say very few. The county with the most post-Tuesday ballots was Virginia Beach area, which received 624 through Friday, according to the deputy registrar, Christine Lewis. That was the county with the most number of them. Now, going back and looking at the state of Virginia, is this going to be enough to swing the election for Donald Trump in that one? No, it's not. Because Joe Biden won 2.4 million votes in Virginia. Donald Trump won 1.9 million votes in Virginia, according to the numbers that they give us, meaning it was a 54 to 44% difference in them. We had 64,000 for Joe Jorgensen and 19,000 for a writing candidate. So, Let's just say if that was the most in one county, like 600 and some odd, let's just say a couple thousand, two, three thousand. That's not going to be enough to swing the election. So is it big news? Yes. Is it important news? I believe it is because we still have 30 active lawsuits going on right now for voter integrity. And the fact that they changed the rules in the state of Virginia illegally. And now we're starting to actually say, okay, you know what? You can't do that. You can't do that last minute. You can't allow people to mail it in last minute the day after the election to be received three days after the election and still count it. You can't do that. You need the state to actually approve the state legislature to actually approve something like that. So this is big news because while we still have active cases, we're on the right track. Maybe we can gain some momentum here to be like, wait a second. All right. Whether Donald Trump won the election, whether Donald Trump didn't win the election, 
let's move past that for a second, just for a second, just for a minute. And we say, moving forward, how do we ensure my security, my comfort zone, that when I go and vote, it's actually going to mean something and that we're going to have a legitimate election without you just throwing in random ballots and counting things illegally just to be able to have your candidate win because that's what you want. We don't live in a corrupt system that way. We need to fix this. So this is a win for us on a small level. Does it change the outcome yet? No. But while more things begin to come up or more things begin to happen, then that's good news. At the same time, while Dominion, the electoral system of Dominion, is trying to sue Rudy Giuliani and others for trying to trash them during the election and after the election about how rigged the Dominion voting system actually is, they're suing Rudy Giuliani, which according to some is very good news. Because if that's the case, we can actually be forced to go to court on their terms. Then they would have to disclose all of the information of all their Dominion voting systems, if they have not been erased already yet, to prove that everything's fair and wonderful and hunky-dory, and to prove that Rudy Giuliani and the others accusing them were actually full of you-know-what, which means they would have to have the evidence to prove otherwise. So the good news is maybe they're shooting themselves in their own foot if they try to take this to court and try and pursue slander or whatever they're trying to do in these court cases against Giuliani and the others that accused dominion of being a corrupt system owned by certain countries or being controlled by certain countries or having servers in different countries and all the other allegations that were going on about the dominion voting system so we're still this is still ongoing i know that americans like instant gratification we're not going to get that in these processes but there are still many active cases looking into this we need to keep it front and center to know that we're seeing progress for the integrity of our electoral process moving forward so this doesn't happen again The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great Republic.
You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us this today on the end of the week. It's exciting. End of the week, right? You get to see the weekend ahead of you. That's really good news. So welcome into the show. Thanks for hanging out with us today, radio, TV, and live streaming. Plus the podcast, which I have to thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I looked at the numbers today, and we crushed it. We broke another record for all time, most amount of downloads in one month period. We crushed it compared to even last month, which is awesome, which means we set a tone for 2021 already. I want to see that trend continue, and we have a lot of cool stuff, as I've been teasing for a while, in the works, and it's all going to come to fruition this year. It's going to happen on a lot of different levels, So, and we're working really, really, really hard on this behind the scenes. i got another big weekend planned ahead with a lot of stuff we're doing on the home front, so uh, a lot of good stuff, but we sh- even just to kick off the new year, uh, we've crushed the podcast download, so thank you for that so much. We appreciate it. You can find us on all of the podcasting sites at Ho- uh, The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier on any favorite podcasting site from like Spotify and Google Play and uh, Apple Music and iTunes and TuneIn and uh, Amazon Music, all of them. doesn't matter. You can find us with The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier also on the website at HoosierReason.com. The podcast is on there. We do the live stream on there for the video every single day as well. And if you haven't done so yet, it should come out, I'm guessing, Monday? Maybe, probably, is we're going to have our monthly newsletter. We do it at the beginning of every single month, and it's totally free. You just go to the website at HoosierReason.com, type in your email. When it pops up and says, do you want to become a Hoosierholic, you say yes. You type it in. It's no charge. We don't spam you all the time with a crap ton of emails. It's just annoying. I don't like those, uh, and I usually unsubscribe to a lot of those, but we just do a once an email once a month. Maybe we'll do one twice, but I haven't done that yet in like the year that we've been doing this. So uh, just once a month, beginning of the month on our blog that we have, which our blog's on the website as well, but it's on the email, it's on the uh, the newsletter. We talk about new guests coming on the program, guests we've had the last one. We kind of recap the month. We promote what's coming up on the, the next month. So it's really cool. Just HoosierReason.com and you can subscribe and do it your thing. All right, let's see here. There is, oh yes, let's go ahead and touch on this, shall we? Because this is hilarious. Hostility between congressional Republicans and Democrats amid growing concerns of violence. Yeah, growing concerns of violence. Let me ask you something. Who's more violent? There is a, and I want to read this a little bit later in the program, but there's a there's a sob story about the quote-unquote insurrection in Washington, D.C. and all these staffers, the House staffers, congressional staffers that are there working that are just living in fear. And they're still trying to cope with what actually happened on January 6th. And they're trying to deal with it. And they have emotional distress because of all that. And they're falling into anxiety and depression because they're concerned about another outbreak of violence. And they're so terrified to just go to work every single day. But, of course, if you're a private business owner and you have Antifa or Black Lives Matter that come and destroy your building, loot your store, you know, steal all the goods out of your store, steal your cash register, and then beat you to a pulp and drag you in the street, you know, you shouldn't have anxiety there because, well, they're just fighting for justice and they just are looking for something that they deserve because they have less than you and therefore they're entitled to that. So Kamala Harris needs to do fundraising for them and need to bail them out of jail and it's totally justified and it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable, according to AOC, so that way real change actually begins. But now there's concerns like they're they're really milking this thing, aren't they? Hostility between congressional Republicans and Democrats amid growing fears of violence. So Democrats are like, oh, evil Republicans are the ones that are creating all the fear and violence in the country. When you know that's complete bogus and a bunch of lies. I mean, even to the point with this whole Robin Hood issue with GameStop and the in the you know investing and it's a fun story, kind of hilarious. I haven't really paid a whole lot of attention to it, but I do kind of chuckle whenever I read it, just because of what they're doing. We could talk about that later. But AOC and Ted Cruz 
were on the same page when it came to this issue. Let's take a deeper look at this. And AO, when once they realized that they're in agreement here, AOC came out and said, no, sorry, Ted, you set this one out. You're the one that tried to get me killed with the protests. You, Ted Cruz, you tried to incite that violence. So Democrats, of course, think Republicans are doing it. Republicans know that Democrats are actually the ones that are doing it, and it's just not going anywhere. We said that this was going to be a rough year. This is definitely going to be a rough year because the concerns, the violence, the frustrations are not going away, especially when Democrats are like, let me smush you further. Let me punish you more. And then why are you so angry? Why are you lashing out? Why are you doing that when we're not even the ones lashing out yet? It's the other side that still had an Antifa rally burning flags while Joe Biden was getting inaugurated. Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I gotta say, the show goes by way too fast. By far, this is the fastest hour of radio on radio. Everywhere, wherever you may be, radio, TV, and the live streaming. Plus, we have the podcast as well. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. It's been a wild show so far. Let's get into our next guest. I am excited to have her on as we talk about the latest in what's trending. What's trending today? So I have to admit, I am scared to death about what could happen now that Joe Biden is president, now that the Democrats run the House of Representatives, now that the Democrats pretty much run the Senate as well. Although we maybe can stop some things as long as they don't stop the uh, filibuster with the 60 votes. That would be nice. But outside of that, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting one. But who knows? They're just home anyways because Joe Biden's just going on a six-day rampage of executive orders. So there is that as well. So what's going to, the next few years going to look like? And will we have another election to stop some of this? That's the big concern. We still don't trust the, electro, the election results from November. Uh, skeptical. We see the case coming out of Virginia with the judge ruling that, yeah, you know what? Mail-in ballots coming in after Election Day, not the most legal thing that can happen. So that's at least good news. There's 30 active lawsuits going on right now. And as you're aware, there's been a push over the last few years, and some states have joined on to this with the national popular vote. I believe like 12 or 13 states have already jumped onto this movement, really saying that if you vote in your state, that's nice and that's cute. But if the national popular vote goes the other direction, your electoral college in your state is going to vote for the popular vote as opposed to just uh, in the nation, but not just in your state, but as opposed to just looking at what you're doing in your own state. So that would be concerning. 
which means that we would never have a voice again. So to talk about some of that and more, I'm excited to have on the program. She's the director for the Independent Women's Forum Law Center. It's Jennifer Braceris with us here. Jennifer, how are you, my friend? I'm well. How are you? I'm really good. I thank you so much for coming on the program. This is a scary thought. If we end up losing the Electoral College, if we go to a national popular vote mentality, which... Uh, of course, Democrats want to push because they would love to always have uh, control of the federal government all the time, and we would never have a chance. But logically, how does this make any sense to go down that road and try to re- uh, try to repeal the Electoral College? Honestly, I don't think it makes any sense, and I would caution Democrats, um, most of whom probably aren't listening to your show, but <laughs> I would I would caution them that it may not benefit them in the long run either, right? So, you know, if you abolish the Electoral College today, the next presidential election, it would probably benefit the Democrats just because of how the population is distributed right now um, and what the demographics look like. But that isn't necessarily always going to be the case, right? Populations shift, demographics change. And, you know, the founders created the Electoral College before we had political parties. they didn't anticipate that we would have parties at all, let alone that the parties would be Democrat and Republican. So it's not like they created this thing for the purpose of protecting Republicans. They created it to protect everybody, to protect everybody from mob rule, and particularly anybody in in the minority. So in the political minority, in the geographic minority, if you're rural versus urban and you're in that minority, and frankly, even they weren't thinking about this, but it applies to racial and ethnic minorities, right? Because anyone who is was part of a small minority group is at risk of being dominated by the vast majority of the population. So, you know, if if we had an electoral, if we didn't have the electoral college, you know, back in the time of segregation, for example, you could have white racists dominating the entire electoral process. So it protects all minorities because what it does is it forces candidates to listen to minorities, to campaign in swing states. Um, And in order to win swing states, you have to appeal to the middle. So it, it, it ensures that everybody has a chance to have a voice. It's definitely one of the most uh, one of the most important processes that we have with the electoral college, and as you mentioned, the mob rule. I mean, we we need to be very clear in the distinction of what type of government system we are, because we are not a democracy. Because democracy democracy itself leads to mob rule. As long as you can win over that fifty one percent, you can do the whatever the heck you want to do, regardless Correct. of what the minority of the forty nine percent say. So we have a constitutional republic with that process of representation where you elect representatives to represent you in certain districts and certain areas based on population or whatever in order for to like you mentioned to have a fair sake. Uh, uh, but they don't like that. I mean we're they're desperate to get rid of that now because all the large cities in every state really are the ones that really have a large deciding factor in elections, I would even go to the point where, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this as well, of moving to many states imposing maybe electoral college uh, system into statewide races for maybe governors or secretary of states or that sort of thing. I mean, here in the state of Kansas, our last governor's race, I think there's like 102 counties in the state. The Democrat governor won because the six or seven most uh, highly populated counties in the entire state are the only ones that she won and yet she won the entire governor's race. So I would like to see the Electoral College down at statewide levels as well. Right, yeah, I see what you're saying. 
Um, yeah, no, it's interesting. And you mentioned in your introduction the, the national popular vote interstate compact, um, which where, where states basically do an end run around the Electoral College. Right, the Electoral College is in our Constitution, so you shouldn't be able to get rid of it without amending the Constitution. But what what this compact does is it it doesn't technically get rid of the Electoral College; it just renders it an empty shell, right? Because once they have enough states that sign on, um, those states that have signed on will have to give their electors, their electoral ballots, to the winner, the person who gets the most votes nationwide. Even if everybody in Kansas votes for candidate A, if candidate B gets the most votes nationwide, Kansas electors will have to vote for that person. Um, and and right now it has six, there are 16 jurisdictions that have approved it, um, which together combined have a total of 196 electoral votes. When they get enough uh, jurisdictions to sign on to constitute 270 electoral votes, it becomes official. Yeah, it's game over. I mean, then it doesn't matter who we vote for. It's just uh, whoever gets the most popular vote, they would just automatically go there, hit the 270, and they're an automatic winner. That's a terrifying thought to me. Well, it's terrifying for so many reasons, okay? Think about it this way. If you are concerned at all about voter fraud and election integrity, I can, ins- I can assure you that there will be 50 times more voter fraud and less election integrity with a national popular vote than with the Electoral College. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because in a nationwide popular vote, Fraud committed anywhere in any precinct in the country has the potential to to change the outcome. So right now, the incentive to commit fraud is limited to certain key states that could flip the outcome. But without the Electoral College, the fraud would be rampant. It would be in every precinct. And not only that, in close elections, which most presidential elections actually are, um, the loser, whoever that would be, whoever that, whichever party that is, would have an incentive to challenge the outcome in every precinct in the country. So you'd have, you know, it would be like 2000, the election of 2000, where you didn't know for a month or, or so who was president, because you'd have to wait for all the litigation. Right. I mean, there's just, there's so many reasons why it would be a disaster. I can't imagine that anybody on either side of the aisle would want to move in that direction. Let's take it a step further outside of just the fraud of potentially rigging it, uh, the, the voting machines and that sort of thing. Let's just talk about the intelligence of many of the voters. I mean, a lot of people, unfortunately, which breaks my heart and drives me nuts all at the same time, uh, base their political opinion on a 15-second TV ad. They don't like politics. They put on the blinders. They think that everybody's corrupt, so they don't pay attention to it. They care more what Kim Kardashian's doing on Twitter as opposed to what the politicians are saying and what their stances actually are and what their records are to see if they're actually saying the truth or not. And if we have some type of national popular vote, as long as you can win over people based on false ads, based on false information, get the emotions running like the progressives do very, very well already, in my opinion, I mean, you really don't have any clue what the candidates are actually going to do in there as long as you can just do a celebrity contest to win the election, get 51% and just run with it. Absolutely. It'll lead to more celebrity candidates. So you'd have AOC or maybe even Kim Kardashian, right? (laughs) Those would be the people who would do well. Now, actually, a candidate like Donald Trump probably could do well uh, under that system. 
um, because he was a celebrity before he ran for president. I think if he had, if we had had a nationwide popular vote in 2016, and and those were the rules of the game ahead of time, I think Trump was probably clever enough to be able to win anyway in that circumstance. But most Republican candidates will not be. Um, And what you will have is you will have you will have extremists and you will have celebrities and you will have people like Mark Zuckerberg with a ton of money who control, you know, they, they control not the airwaves, but what do you call it? The 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 internet and the Twitterverse basically you'll yeah, have people like media that content yeah right people who control the media in any way shape or form um, they will they will be the leading contestants regardless of political ideology. Uh, that's scary. Jennifer Br- uh, Br- Braceris, uh, if I can speak today, director of the Independent Women's Forum Law Center. Real quickly, you got about 20 seconds left, but do you really think that the Electoral College is safe right now, or should we be really concerned with what could happen over the next couple of years? I think we should be concerned because the Democrats want, right now want to get rid of it. They control both the Senate and the House, um, and you know they'd have to get two-thirds of both chambers in order to to have it be a constitutional amendment um but you know if they gain any more seats in the senate that's very possible that's concerning jennifer we appreciate it would then of course go to the states where hopefully we could stop it but still we need to watch we we do need to watch and yes and that's the focus but going back down to the statewide level that we have to have you can visit them online iwf.org jennifer we appreciate the time so much let's do this again here real soon Yeah, take care. Bye-bye. You as well. Appreciate it very much. We'll take a break. Wrap up the show today already here on The Voice Reason for a Friday. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. And boy, do we have a week lined up for you next week. It's going to be awesome. So excited about it. I get more amped up about this program each and every day. You know how sometimes after a while you do your job for a long time and then you're like burnt out on your job and you want to do something different, got to freshen it up? Well, I like to freshen up this show, but... (laughs) I get more amped up about this program each and every day, and it's all because of you. So thank you for listening to us, watching us, whatever you're doing all the time. By the way, we have some breaking news. And Joe Biden has come out and made the latest remarks regarding the COVID-19 crisis and the number of vaccines that are coming out into the public. So let's see exactly uh, what he had to say. This hat tip to CBSN. Not in hand yet, but ordered. We expect these additional 200 million doses to be delivered this summer. And some of it will come as early, begin to come in early summer, but by the, mid, by the mid-summer that this vaccine will be there. And the order, and, 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 and that increases the total vaccine order in the United States by 50%, from 400 million order to 600 million. This is enough vaccine to fully vaccinate 300 Americans by end of the summer, the beginning of the fall. But we want to make, look, that's, I want to repeat, it'll be enough to fully vaccinate 300 Americans to beat this. Wow. Yeah, there you go. I have no idea what you said there, buddy. Um, I'm just throwing it out there. I have no idea what you said. You are fake news. Yeah, so Joe Biden, apparently we have $200 million on the market or $400 million on the market. We're trying to get $200 million. Okay, you know what? I could say $600 million and trying to get up to like, it's going to be like half so you can vaccinate like 300 people. <laughs> I think even 300 million people. But they gave Donald Trump a hard time for not articulating things properly. Remember that? We even had a segment on our show for a while on what Donald Trump really meant to say, because sometimes he didn't articulate the best way. So you had to kind of clear the air and be like, this is what he actually meant to say. And if you really think about it, this is what he meant to say. So we had to do that once in a while because Donald Trump was not the most uh, the bestest of uh, speakers out there. But come on, this is the leader of the free world here. This is the best we have in the nation. Not in hand yet, but order. We expect these additional 200 million doses to be delivered this summer, and some of it will come as early, begin to come in early summer, but by the mid by the midsummer that this vaccine will be there. Yeah, by the by the summer, I mean the, the early summer, by the mid by the midsummer, it'll be there. The midsummer will be there, and then we'll have all these vaccines, and we can vaccinate 300 people in the country because that'll just be wonderful. And they say Donald Trump had mental health issues. Boy, I tell you what. Speaking of mental health issues, I know it's nothing to really joke about, but after the insurrection aftermath of Washington D.C., there is a piece out of RollCall.com, Insurrection Aftermath, Staffers Struggle with Trauma, Guilt, and Fear. They replay the day in their minds, hear threats when they pick up the phone, and try to keep doing their jobs. Congressional staffers are still struggling in the aftermath of January 6th attack on the Capitol, whether they hid from the violent mob in their workplace or watched in terror from home. Speaker Nancy Pelosi addressed the ongoing toll last week when she told reporters that she attended a session on trauma hosted by the Office of the Attending Physician and Office Employee Assistants. 
The items stolen from her office in the glass of furni- in the glass and furniture broken at the Capitol were simply violations of property, she said, even if they signaled a larger threat to democracy. Quote, I respect the Speaker's office and the uh, all the amount of history that's there. I'm more concerned about the damage that they did to our staff, our colleagues, and our Congress, and to the custodial staff. Now, again, I'm not belittling mental health issues in any way, shape, or form. Don't get me wrong here. And if someone does truly have trauma that they need to see, okay. But were their lives really in danger? Were their lives truly, honestly, in danger? Now, I'm not justifying the actions of what happened in the Capitol at all because that was really stupid to try and go into the Capitol that way and be violent the way that they were intending to be. At the same time, I'm wondering when the story is going to be the sob story about the person that lost their family business because uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter went in and drugged the owner out into the street and beat them and let them bleed to death in the middle of the street while they ransacked the store, stole all the products, and then stole the cash register out of there and then you know burnt the building on fire. Or they went into a car dealership and blew up every one of the cars and started them on fire and lost the entire livelihood for someone that needs to put food on the table. Where's the sob story for them? Where's the emotional story for them that happened, by the way, multiple times over the last couple of years? But don't worry, that Washington staffer out there that got to sit in a bunker because they had the National Guard and security around them protecting them from the 20 violent mobsters they're the ones that need the sympathy and we're just a bunch of domestic terrorists that's how crazy this is this is your show it's time for you to speak up speak out speak loud speak proud speak the truth and always speak some reason this is the voice of reason i'm andy hoosier everybody have a great weekend we're back at it on monday right here on the voice of reason hey it's andy hoosier with the voice of reason fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.